do in the fog play general fog like fog weather fog no fog in the forest fog in the forest what do you think people do Uh, i think they look for bigfoot or the loveland frogman nah they get naked and run through the forest yelling hell satan oh yeah that hunter and i on the same page you were just like you're yeah i don't know what's, what's wrong with you yeah what's wrong adrian you okay i think what i would do in the fog um i would first off be very scared yeah and then I would, the next thing I'd be doing is looking for a waypoint to get the fuck out. And then hope to God that I do not get killed by a ghost. What? I, this takes me back to oh, my witches. This takes him back to the past. Yeah. Is I want to be the one person in the world that is able to find the 12 witches in a circle burning someone to death on the fucking cross as a sacrifice. find that. And I want to be the one that has a video camera and I pull up and they all turn back on me and they start chasing me. It's like no! the Blair Witch. And I'm just like fucking <laughs> <laughs> And then my fat catch ass me today. after one minute <laughs> and then they, they murder me I was and gonna say, the you have, mistake. <laughs> they have the power of the devil behind them. They will be much quicker than you. <laughs> Hell Satan, baby. A very specific. Oh, I got a hell scene from everyone. <laughs> it's a very specific vision, Adrian. Very specific. No, but tell me how. Do- okay, it, it it wouldn't be dope. But you've watched. I mean, there's uh, fuck. What's that one movie? Well, there's one movie, and hopefully our listeners have a good education on like Chase on uh, scary movies. I said on scary movies. Okay. <laughs> where Saved. they could understand what I'm talking about, and they'd be like, "Oh, it's this movie." Are you talking about Trick or Treat? Because there's a witch, uh, witch coven sitting there <laughs> in the woods. So they go back to the, uh, Chase, help me. Oh, the Vatican. Yes. And it turns out that all the Pope in the Vatican are actually witches. And uh, they get in a circle and there's this big uh, Blair Witch. And they were doing a uh, documentary on the Va- Vatican and the secrets that are below the ba- Vatican. And uh, he goes out in the middle of the night and he's like, what the fuck's happening? There's a big ass fire in the cross, and there's a bunch of people in hoods and everything, and uh, that 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 right there, as a paranormal investigator, if you see that, like that's gold, and you're also dead. <laughs> uh, I'm not gonna lie. I think if a bunch of naked people were running after me, my life would be achieved. Put that on the checklist. <laughs> oh yeah, bucket list. Ching. <laughs> Welcome back, purgatorists, to Stuck in This Purgatory. My name is Chase. I really hope one day naked people run after me. Joining me in purgatory are my two co-hosts, Hunter. Um, Step one. Really? Step one with naked people after you? Yeah. Sounds like a good defense. That's like the ultimate orgy, though. Yeah, as you can pass it around, like... No. Oh, you know, pass your dick dildo. around like show and yeah. tell? They use yes. it as a dildo, a lip yeah. dick that's cut off. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 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 
at least if you have the, the seven seconds of consciousness to see that. Yeah. Okay, I can see that. Yeah. This tonight's sacrifice is brought to you by Hunter Owens' penis. <laughs> <laughs> and the other co-host is stuck in purgatory is Adrian. Hello. God, he's still sticking. And we nope, not commenting. Moving on. <laughs> Moving on. Moving. What the fuck on. are we talking about today? Obviously, we know what we're talking about because it's dun 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 haunted forest part three. We're taking it back home to our home country. Fuck oh. you, Oscar. <laughs> ah, America number one. You definitely got me on the first half because I'm like, you said country. I'm like, you're wrong. It's state. And then he moved on. I'm like, oh, country. Oh. Bye, Oscars. Do you guys have zip codes? Do they have zip codes out there? I'm. Oh, I don't know. That's a good question. Oscar, do you have a series of five numbers that identify the and or city, county, slash municipality that you're in? Uh, Oscar, er, not Oscar, Adrian, have you, has Oscar contacted us since his last verbal abuse? <laughs> Does he hate us? Uh, give me one second. He's like, he's like, these fucking wankers didn't <laughs> do the did Jeopardy music right now. He goes, okay, ready? Yes. Yep. He goes, uh, yeah, talking a lot of shit about housing for people who re- repeatedly build timber structures in hurricane zones. <laughs> <laughs> Florida, baby! He says, I would also like pictures of both your, or all of your houses. Oh, <laughs> oh let's do it! <laughs> I'll send it to you right now, Adrian, one to send them. <laughs> he said, do you know the difference between fog and cloud? He's asking, he's asking us that. Yeah, and then he goes, Leicester is Lester. Uh, no. Just Lester. Lester. And then Lester he goes, the it's my house. Shut the fuck up. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Have we heard from Jedi Joe? Recently? No. We were just talking yeah, about that. Yeah, we missed Jedi we, Joe. We are reaching out to him, and we are playing fucking Phasmophobia, phasmophobia with him. Yes. yes I... Next week. Next week. Actually, tomorrow night. I'm putting it on Chase Michael Kozo. I could be Tomorrow down. night. Jedi, Jedi Joe is going to be with us boys. We're going to play Phasmophobia and Chase is going to be scared shitless like usual. That's fine. Actually be still you know what? I'm down, but it has to be after like a certain time because yeah. 10 o'clock. I'm, oh, that's fine because I'm going to be throwing axes. Are you throwing axes on Saturday? Yeah, it's my dad's birthday. Well, it was my, it was my dad's birthday last Wednesday. You guys are going to do axe throwing? Thanks that's for cool. the invite. Have you done it before? Yeah. Ignore oh, yeah. Yeah, it's fun. Yeah, it? yeah. I love it's it. more challenging than you think. Oh, yeah. Once you get the hang of it, yeah, it's better. But you know what? Once you hit that, that fucking bullseye consistently, the amount of achievement you have in yourself, you're like, I am a berserker from the old yeah. days. I watched that Viking movie. Um, uh, um, it's uh, Northman. Northman? Yes. Have you seen it? Nah, I've seen bits and pieces. Put that on your list. You're going to like it because it's like straight historically accurate Vikings. Like it's brutal. They're fucking pagan as shit. And the and it is just it's hard to understand. It's old English. It's good. Okay, it's, really it's, good. it's not like the spoofy Vikings show no, that was I out there. Where it's shit. like I got killed on the shitter. Yeah, no, <laughs> none of that. It's like the real. I mean, it's the the best one. Like they, it it encapsulates like witchcraft really, huh. but it makes it seem very realistic. So it's good. And then it's just twisted and and uh, that girl from uh, Queen's Gambit's in it. And Dom and I just love that girl. You think she's hot? We got we got a crush on her. Oh, okay, yeah, for sure. Yeah. So would you guys say that you do a threesome with her? No, but I'm just saying in general, Dom and I appreciate that woman. <laughs> okay, so Hunter's saying that they would have a threesome with that woman. <laughs> so, uh, ladies from uh, Hunter's Gambit, what did you say? <laughs> Queen's Gambit. Queen's Gambit. 
please reach out to Hunter and Dominique. <laughs> they would like to have a threesome with you. <laughs> That's a horrible invite. She's a nice lady. Speaking of witchcraft, you guys are going to love next week's episode. We've got an amazing author coming on. He's writing a book about the witch's guide to the paranormal. So that book comes out in September. You're going to hear our guest interview with him, and you guys are going to love it. You're going to eat it up and love it. Yes, yes. Talking about eating up and loving things. We're talking about wood. And I've got wood. Hardwood. Hardwood. Hardwood floors. In Colorado. In Colorado. <laughs> I don't have hardwood floors. And it was laminate. <laughs> laminate floors. What's that wood located in, Chase? That, I already said, Colorado. Oh, my bad. Keep, keep up with the times. You have headphones. You can hear me. Can Sorry, you? I'm trying to send Oscar, Oscar this, this picture of Hunter's house, but for some reason, <laughs> Hunter's house won't fucking save. Not meant it's to cursed. be. It's Not cursed. meant to be. All right, Chase, let's go. Let's dive right in. The Send Black it. Forest in Colorado. Which actually spans quite a distance around the Colorado Springs area. I thought it was a much smaller area, but oh, it's come m- to find out, it is much larger. It is vast. It is vast. And in the vastness of the fogginess of Black Forest, see, Oscar, it's the foggy Black Forest. The dream of Steve and Beth Lee and their two sons was to live in the beautiful Black Forest region of Colorado. For four years, they rented homes in the densely forested area northeast of Colorado Springs, before finding a spacious two-story log home off Swan Road in the thickest part of the woods. What they did not know was that the former tenant of the house was convinced the property was haunted, but did not mention anything for fear of being ridiculed, which is interesting because haunted properties are highly sought. Yeah, it's like, I've I've always said this joke to my clients, but... In supposedly in California, increases your home value if your home's haunted. No, for real. Yeah, here yeah. I don't know if it does, but in California, for sure. Yeah. Anybody in California can verify. Please send us an email. Stuck at purgatory at gmail.com. Oh, plugs. <laughs> Just like your hair plugs. <laughs> oh. <laughs> the unsuspecting Lees signed a lease in May 1991 and moved into the picturesque home a year later. They decided to purchase the five-acre parcel. That was when their problems began. Dun, dun, dun. Within weeks of buying their new home, the gates of hell opened up on them. One day we came home, said Beth. Oh, oh sorry. One day we came home, said Beth. <laughs> <laughs> and, Much better. Look at you. And What? <laughs> what, Adrian? Uh, I was going to say, Hunter, you have to do the man voice. <laughs> okay, I'll do the man voice. <laughs> and it was like the 4th of July in our living room and in our bedroom. Oh, <laughs> kinky. <laughs> We all had kinds of light flashing through, and it sounded like people stomping across the floor. We would lay in bed at night and hear chains rattling. One night, we woke up and heard orchestral music. Strange things started happening every day. Their sons complained of weird lights and shadows in their rooms. Lights and appliances started going on and off by themselves, and untraceable chemical odors burned family members' eyes and throats. Steve Lee, a 34-year-old professional truck driver, firmly believed that someone was trying to scare his family out of their new home. But the Louisianan-born man told that he had just enough redneck left to fight back against the elusive presence no matter what it took. He installed a state-of-the-art security system, Vivint, it's not vivid. I just put that in there. <laughs> oh, that was funny. I get it. <laughs> that went, meow, meow. Oh, my yeah. God. <laughs> he installed a state-of-the-art security system with video surveillance cameras and motion detectors, though the system often sounded alarms with no one around to trigger them. Over the next four years, they would have 62 unexplained break-ins, in big air quotes, 
The El Paso County Sheriff's Department opened an investigation in April 1993 and conducted 45 follow-ups but could never find any evidence of a crime. After the sheriff stopped responding, the Lees hired private investigators to try and figure out what was going on. In the next two years, they spent over $40,000 on security and used and used up most of their personal savings, college funds, and investments. These guys were serious about something going wow, on. fuck your kids. Yeah. Damn. Wow. You don't need to college anymore. We're going to surveillance the spirits. Yeah, we're, we're in dire need of ghost surveillance. Maybe they're trying to get rich. Maybe this is a ploy. Don't spend money to... Uh, you yeah. spend money yeah. to make money, baby. <laughs> yeah. I, maybe, maybe you know, I heard, this This could be totally rumor, but I heard that some paranormal websites, or excuse me, alien websites, really any website, I think it's alien, uh, if you give them a solid piece of evidence, like a photograph of a UFO or something, they give you like a hundred grand. Wow. Just Sounds saying. like Scientology. We could be a little bit more lucrative here. About that time, Steve noticed that photographs and video taken in certain locations on the property had strange light streaks running through them, and sometimes translucent faces even appeared on the film. Film emulsion is sensitive to a wider range of the electromagnetic spectrum beyond visible light, which is why the fleeting events could be caught in photographs. Three parts of the Lee's house seemed especially prone to these unusual photographic effects. The outside wall next to their satellite dish, the living room, and the upstairs master bedroom. Hmm. Determined to document the activity, Steve borrowed or purchased every type of camera he could think to see if the bizarre images appeared. But no matter what type of camera or film he used, he captured evidence of unexplained light phenomena that included brilliant beams, floating balls of light, and glowing outlines of humans and animals. Sometimes the mysterious lights could be seen with the naked eye, though most often they lasted just a split second and showed up only on film. Steve and Beth finally agreed that something paranormal might be going on in their home, and in early 1995, they sent some of the pictures and videotape to the Sightings television show. You know, I just get licks of aliens. Aliens, one hundred percent. I don't always Norad. believe. Yeah, I don't always believe this stuff is paranormal. The... Oh, that's creepy. Yeah, that's like a little cross. That's kind of weird. Fucking NORAD, dude. Well, so down in Colorado Springs, yeah, we have the Air Force Base, we have NORAD, and we have Canyon City. Penitentiary. You want to explain yeah. to our listeners what NORAD is? No, if you don't know what fucking NORAD well, is. Well, we have some British listeners. Yeah, Oscar would like to know. Okay, you know what? That's where they track Santa, okay? They <laughs> track Santa true, you're totally every right. December is what they do. That is the main focus of NORAD It's a big days. satellite dish that just tracks Santa year-round. <laughs> Actually, I think you can go look. He's, he's usually in Antarctica or North Pole or whatever the fuck he is. You know what? All I'm going to say is that it is a building owned by the U.S. government. I'm not going to go any further because I don't want to be bombed. It's a secret military base built into the mountain. <laughs> well, okay. Way, way to give our secrets away. Millions of miles down below the surface of the earth. If you want to know what NORAD is, NORAD is look it up. So, we're going to move into the sightings investigation, and that is the, I'm assuming, TV show? Sightings with okay. aliens. Hollywood. Oh, God. Instantly. Instantly. <laughs> Instantly. <laughs> Chances are, like, this is going to suck. <laughs> It wouldn't be facts if I didn't put that in. That's fair. Hollywood special effects technician Edson Williams examined the Lee films and told the producers of the show that most of the light images would be extremely difficult to reproduce, and some seemed to defy the laws of optics entirely. Sightings immediately dispatched a film crew to the Black Forest, 
and once on site were able to document some of the weird phenomena the Lees had witnessed. Sightings brought along Minneapolis Ghostbuster Echo Bowden. That has to be our prize winner for the best name, Echo. Echo Bowden, we want you on our show yes. ASAP. You're a Minneapolis go- work Ghostbuster. Okay. Who quickly identified a threatening male spirit in the living room? A sophisticated thermal imaging camera showed the presence, probably a flare gun, showed the presence of the ghost, who, according to Bodine, was responsible for things happening here and considers this to be his place. Bodine determined the presence of at least 20 more spirits and judged the level of otherworldly activity in the house as monumental. She felt especially uncomfortable in the upstairs bedroom, which she said was full of spirits and not a restful room. As if to punctuate her remarks, one of Siding's cameras mysteriously flipped off its tripod and crashed to the floor, and an odd thumping electromagnetic interference was picked up by the crew's equipment and Steve's scanner, which he kept on the nightstand. Then, during the filming of a discussion between Echo Bodine and Beth Lee at the kitchen table, Beth suddenly felt like someone was holding her down and complained of difficult breathing. She asked to halt the interview and staggered from the table, obviously distraught. Then, Sherry, a member of the backup film crew, felt something go into her as her chest, arms, and legs became numb. Wow. This dude's just a fucking body manipulator. He's just Kinky. He's just jumping in everyone's ass. <laughs> <laughs> I'm such a child. Every time somebody says that, because that, that phrase is used a lot, something go, go, got into her or something went inside of her. I just can't help it. Yeah, we're, we're problem children. Yes. <laughs> she fell into a chair and started crying uncontrollably in abject terror as some unseen force seemed to possess her. She had to be escorted off the set and did not recover fully until she was off the property. To this day, she is convinced that something in the Lee house tried to take over her body. During both these emotional outbursts, the sighting's equipment recorded unusual electromagnetic interference in the room. After the crew returned to Los Angeles, Steve Lee got a photo back from some film he had shot during that period that showed a white dagger of light pointed directly at his forehead. The next day, he awoke with a painful, golf ball-sized welt on his forehead. He was rushed to an emergency room in Colorado Springs, but a CAT scan of his head could reveal no cause for the disfiguring lump, and all the doctors could do was to try to treat his excruciating pain. What? This this one's this has got to be one of the most weird. I'm thinking straight ones. UFOs because have you watched the uh, what's the one show? Skinwalker Trace? Ranch. Yes, yeah, Skinwalker Ranch. When they get next to some of those areas and they get like the burns and they get uh, bruises on them and they can't explain it. There but was they're in so much fucking. There was a gentleman on there. Yes, he's one of the security guys or the um, homestead uh, maintenance guys. He previously had had a welt on the back of his head. Went to the doctors; they couldn't explain it. It was almost like a cancer whelp. Yep. That, and then he got it again when yep. they went and they started digging in the ground. Yep. Yeah. That's great. From all the fucking radiation. Jesus. Well, that's strange. Well, <laughs> that's strange. I'm sorry. <laughs> I like these phrases we're finally coining. Someday these shirts will be worth money. Yes. I, I'm waiting for the day that someone actually wears one of our shirts when they come out. And <laughs> yeah. I, I'd be like, I could walk up to him and be like, Rule oh, number nice one. shirt. Like, oh, yeah, this podcast. Be like, yeah, you like the podcast? Oh, yeah, that's great. Well, nice to meet you. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, you got to act like you've never heard of it. What's Three guys one? do this? What the yeah. fuck? Sightings returned in six months with 
renowned psychic investigator Peter James, who immediately sensed the pull of a powerful psychic energy vortex on the property. Then, while touring the house, James was overwhelmed by a burning chemical odor and suddenly asked if the name Howard meant anything to the Lees. Steve and Beth were both taken back by the unexpected mention of the name of a dear friend, whom Beth called their adopted granddaddy for the last ten years. Hmm. As Elise revealed more about the man, the connection with the overpowering chemical smell became obvious. Apparently, Howard's son, Howard Jr., died of a drug overdose in the 1960s. The youth's best friend was a pharmacist, and the two stole prescription drugs and got high together. Peter James felt that Howard Jr. entered a rift in space and time on the Lee's property because he wanted to make contact with his father to explain that he had not really died of a drug overdose. He, in fact, been murdered. What a twist. Me, 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 me. Steve was extremely impressed with James' revelation and asked to stop filming so he could compose himself. There's no way on God's earth he could have known about Howard, Steve quipped. <laughs> Honestly, these are aliens. They're in a they're in a freaking. Why do you think they called it sightings? Yeah, well, honestly, the last one got me though with the paranormal shit. Not gonna lie, weird. A rift in space and time just to go tell your dad I wasn't suicide. I was murdered. I was murdered. I was stabbed because I was trying to get drugs for free. (laughs) I'm sorry, Dad. Please forgive me. About a year after their first visit, sightings returned a third time to Lee's house. Peter James accompanied them once again. I'm sorry, but seriously, how much money do these fuckers spend just to go to this house? Less, they probably make a lot more than they spend. Jesus. Peter James accompanied them once again, but this time he concentrated his efforts on the most active spot in the house, the master bedroom. Many anomalous events had been recorded near the entry to a small closet in the room as well as in a hundred-year-old mirror on the Lee's dresser. Several psychics had pinpointed the closet as the gateway to the other side, and the mirror was an endless source of photographs of apparitions and floating faces. Can we talk about how we have the gate, or gateway to hell, so many Riverdale and Riverdale, and then now we have a fucking portal in Colorado Springs. Springs. Yep, other side. Next fucking thing you know, we're gonna have a Devil's Tramping Grounds too. That'd be lit. <laughs> Chase, you need to go stomp around in a forest for about thirty straight days. Bro, okay, you're going to think I'm making this shit up because we're talking about this? It's a dream. No, I, yeah, seriously, it was a fucking dream of a vision that we were out ATVing looking for this shit. Ugh. That's like a horror movie right there. Adrian, Stop. I have an idea. I have Stop. an idea. Adrian, Adrian, Adrian. I'm not fucking with you. Adrian, you're fucking I'm not fucking with you. <laughs> That's so weird. Adrian, I have an you idea. You know I fucked up dreams. You yeah, know I'm know. not fucking with you. Adrian, I have an idea. Let's go get some holy water. Let's go to, let's go to a Catholic church, cathedral. Let's get some holy water. Bring it to the podcast and let's throw holy water on Chase. Just to make sure. I, just I to make could, sure. I Fucking could get do holy it. water on demand whenever you need it. Okay, just to make sure. Fucking do it. James believed the mirror reflected the faces of the spirits going in and out of the room's gateway in search of the life force they had lost. Several photographs of the mirror were computer enhanced to show scores enhanced. of eerie faces peering back. Enhanced. <laughs> you don't know where that's from? Enhance. Enhance. Keep that because that's going to make somebody laugh. Oh my God. We're getting an email about that one. I'll tell you what. Enhance. Let me start back. 
I will keep it, but let me start back. Okay. Several photographs of the mirror were computer enhanced mm-hmm. to show scores <laughs> of eerie faces peering back. In summary, the Lee haunting for viewers, James said. There is an energy here unlike any I've ever experienced in all the years I've investigated anomalous activity. So the Black Forest is indeed a very important place that should be further investigated. He's just calling for us. What a hook. He, yeah. He's stuck in this purgatory. Come here is, is what he's saying. Okay. Let's do it. Let's do it. So now we're going to get into the vortex of the Black Forest. This is my kind of shit right here. Dude, I've got so many warp gates over this state. Yeah. I don't even fucking know. Give me the warp. I don't so even fucking just, know. So should this be labeled Chase's Vortex? Number two. <laughs> I want to... You know the, that, that style of art that I really like that you see at Hot Topic and it's yeah. the crazy cool 80s or 70s, 60s, 50s retro fucking, you know, colorful thing? Yes. I want one that's like, you know, it vaguely remembers resembles Chase, but it's a war, it's a portal. And, it, and it's me and Adrian pointing to it and goes, to the warp gate. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I want one of our shirts or stickers. To the warp gate. Or, Let's reach out to him. Or, or into the void. It'd be like the, bu- it'd be like the Buzz Lightyear. Yeah. <laughs> Stands to infinity. And, and change his butthole. <laughs> and immaterium. Warp. And right above it would be like a moon-shaped anus. <laughs> it's all sim- occult symbols, but they all stand for butts. Oh, God. No, this is the idea. Oh, Jesus. We are pitching out fucking fire right now. Yeah. A Hopi shaman consulted on the Black Forest hauntings said that the area is a rainbow vortex, one of only a few psychic energy spots on the planet that connect our world with the next. Currently, there are only two other locations where photographic phenomena similar to those from the Black Forest are being recorded. Both are private residences in Arizona and the other in London. Visits by psychics to each of these locations seems to cause the paranormal activity to increase in frequency and intensity. And today, at the Lee's house, doors open and close by themselves. Appliances turn on and off. Objects disappear or are hidden away. Alarms go off for no reason. Shadowy figures move silently through the house. And disembodied voices can be heard. Oh my god, I'm connecting dots right now. Okay. Okay. Conspiracy. Okay. Three quarters. Three quarters. Three quarters. No, no. This is seriousness. Uh, are you super serial? <laughs> I'm super serial. Super, <laughs> super serial. Are you very serial now? I am so serial. Super serial. <laughs> Man bear pig. Man bear pig. Okay. Once again, objects disappear, hidden away, alarms go off. What story did we read from Oscars? His buddy. Where, yep. His buddy's house where objects disappear, are misplaced, right. even sometimes organized. Oscar, keep your paranormal dealings to fucking England, okay? Yeah. Don't fucking bring it over vortexes. Here. What if that's the house that has a vortex and Oscar didn't know? Oh, shit, son. I'm starting to believe in portals more and more. Dude, Fuck there's it. portals throughout the earth, dude. There Stranger are, Things has yes. got me all We twisted. are sitting right next to one. Yes. No, but for real, like, there are... there's. You guys have heard about the waypoints, right? Yeah, I've heard that yes. word, yeah. Yeah, there are little waypoints. <laughs> I've heard that word. <laughs> no shit. Yeah, you fucking nerd. <laughs> I thought that guy's would make you laugh. Like, I've heard that word, yes. <laughs> I don't know shit about a waypoint, but I've heard that word, yes. Red, yellow, and white light forms are seen and Enhanced. recorded, as well as apparitions of an old lady. A little girl, a burly man dressed in 1800s clothing, and a flying... Dog. <laughs> I'll show Dude, you Jeff the dog. fucking the mongoose. <gasps> Jeff. Yeah, the flying mongoose. 
Not to mention the hundreds of forlorn faces seen floating in the Lee's bedroom mirror. That reminds me of that fucking Scooby-Doo movie where they're on the fucking island and everybody's spirits like in a bowl. <laughs> <laughs> and they, sw- they swap. Yeah. The first thing he does is Ooh, looks his tits. <laughs> mm, these are nice. Not that I haven't seen them before, but they're nice. He's like, stop it. Those are mine. Mm-hmm. I love that movie. When asked why they have not abandoned their haunted abode, Beth Lee replied, because we want it solved and we want to keep our house. Until you walk in our shoes, you won't understand. Mainly, though, I just want a normal life again so we can get on with our lives. Why are you that guy from Family Guy, <laughs> the rapist? I'm Harry the pervert. <laughs> get over here, boy. <laughs> I, I have a, a, a long mow. Yeah, you got a nice long bike. <laughs> <laughs> That's what he does. They're like... You have a nice Get long on over here before I slap your ass, you bitch. <laughs> I got some ice cream. You want some ice cream? You want some ice cream? I got some ice cream. It's or, 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 down or, in the basement. Or the opposite episode that episode episode where uh, he has the kids in his crawl space. Yes. <laughs> He's or, like, no, no, you can't get out. <laughs> I gotta watch that. I love that show. By the beginning of 1997, the Lees had spent nearly seventy thousand dollars. Trying what? to find the source of the, you know what? In 1993 money, that's yeah. actually like a uh, hundred and thirty thousand dollars this year. Insane, you know, it's fucking nuts. No, nah, that's more. It's more. What's than inflation? That. Uh, what's inflation at right now? It's probably 9%. like fucking two hundred thousand dollars. By the beginning of 1997, the Lees had spent nearly seventy thousand dollars trying to find the source of the paranormal energy and collected over three thousand photos and. 400 videotapes of showing anomalous phenomena. Did you find it, Adrian? Uh, give me one second. Do the math. I want to know the math of how much this is costing them in today's 150000 It's pretty good. So they, they spent do? in today's money $150,000. That's like a down payment on the house. Yeah, what do they do? I want to know. That's just to get out do. of your mortgage insurance payment. Yeah. God. What do the Lees do? What do they, how do they make all this money? They're leaning around. Only leader hosens. Probably. What did they do back then? No, it's the 90s. A, it's 1993. We're fucking born in the 90s. We were born, yes, I know. We they were rocking out at grunge music is Jeez. what they're doing. Uh, who was born in the 90s? <laughs> you fucker. <laughs> yeah, weren't you like 99? Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't count. Uh, I'm part so, of your generation. No, Aww, you're not. We're so glad to have you. No, you're not. Not. Steve Lee continues to try to capture the activity on film, and in October, purchased expensive infrared lenses with ultrasonic trip mechanisms to take automatic photographs of the ghostly intruders. The Lees have also called in over 30 different specialists, including some of the best paranormal researchers in the country, as well as private investigators, clergymen, psychics, and quantum physicists. Several scientists have stated that the light forms recorded on film at the Lees house do not behave according to the accepted laws of physics. Bill Gibbons, an electromagnetics expert from Denver who specializes in exposing fraudulent hauntings, was hired to sweep the house for electronic bugs, but witnessed so many paranormal events that he has returned several times on his own to try to trace the source of the projected energy. That's my favorite thing about good haunted stories or any scary stories when they actually bring in an expert who's like a total disbeliever and he's like, well, this is interesting. Well, that's strange. It's like, I can't explain this. What blows my mind is how many people who are professionals in every area of expertise out here, right? Like fucking math, mathematicians, scientists, fucking engineers. Yeah. 
And they're like, side gig is paranormal shit. Cause it's that's a, that's the shit that gets you going. It's fucking cool. There's Dude, so many wild things. City council and go talk promote our podcast. Yes, you know what we need to be <laughs> construction inspectors, but on the side, paranormal investigator. Well, join us tonight we, on NBC. We we'll inspect. We'll inspect your ghostly encounters <laughs> and manage the oh, project. There's tell- a ghost here. Check. <laughs> the temperature is weird. Check. <laughs> and tell you you're not allowed to place concrete in right away. <laughs> <laughs> you need a permit for that. You need to check your bylaws. <laughs> <laughs> that was good, guys. That was good. Gibbons believes the energy is coming from a stationary source under the house and is planning to bring in ground sonar equipment and spectrum analyzers to track it. I saw spectacular light showing that. <laughs> That's how uh, Here, a debunker, on, hold on, hold on. a scientist. Hold yeah, on. try that again. I saw spectacular light showing that could be seen with the naked eye, he admitted. It's an extremely active site. And there's nothing that Steve or his wife are doing to cause this. <laughs> you can't. I've learned this about Chase. He can't do voices without. <laughs> he has to do certain things. I need gestures. But I've noticed. I've noticed you've never done anything with British, so we need to find something that's British. Yes, and yes. that might actually fix the accent. <laughs> I'm going to buy a baguette. Tea and crumpets here. Strange things, isn't it? <laughs> oh! Oscar, did you hear that? We've evolved. <laughs> I had to get the tea in. That's the tea that was going on. (laughs) The smallest teacup handle you've ever seen. It's the saddest, smallest violin. (laughs) It's playing for you. Remember Krabs, Mr. Krabs? Yes, I know. My dad does this to me all the time. He's like, (laughs) you got sand in your vagina. (laughs) Two jumping jacks, and he plays the world's saddest, smallest violin. The Lees even persuaded us to... I'm sorry, hold on, fun fact. Chase can play the violin. I don't know, I had to say it on the podcast. I do know how to play the violin. And the wow. ukulele. Wow. Fun facts. Fun facts, you know, stuck in this purgatory. Also, fun fact, Chase played ukulele for his best friend's Engagement. proposal. Yes. Oh. On Pig Island. Yes. The Lees even persuaded a state senator to investigate their home. Charles Duke a Republican senator from Monument, brought his own camera and film and was able to take several photographs that showed uncanny lights and apparitions. What's a good senator voice? There are things happening that definitely explain... (laughs) That defy... There are things happening that defy explanation around his house, Duke told reporters. But I must admit, I went over there with a great deal of skepticism. It's really bizarre. I was shocked. I'm not a believer yet. But certainly, there is something going on here. I don't believe in ghosts. Neither does Mr. Lee. He's just trying to get someone to listen. Senator Duke asked the FBI to investigate, but they declined, explaining that they would only visit the House if there was evidence that a federal law had been violated. The one FBI agent suggested to Steve that the problem might be poltergeists. I like how a federal agent is just like, yeah, there might be a poltergeist there. Like, whatever. Yeah. (laughs) Fuck you. Yeah. (laughs) Honestly, he's probably sitting here like, this motherfucker just asked us to investigate his house for paranormal shit. What a fucking moron. He's like, I have to deal with child trafficking. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) This is the least of my concerns. That's probably a poltergeist. They should have told him they were like smoking weed in there. No federal offense. We'll go in. And then they got it all on camera. Oh, shit. What would you think the FBI would do with it, though? I mean, come on. That shit would be locked away in a vault. They wouldn't give yeah, a shit. Yeah, we wouldn't have yeah. any of this. They'd be, they would walk and be like, oh, yeah, your shit's haunted. Cool. Peace. 
Yeah, it was like Anthony's episode. Oh yeah, those screams, those happen ten. That time shit time. happens. Yeah, <laughs> what happens around here? Like whatever. Excuse me. What? We've known about this. That <laughs> <laughs> you're just now finding out about this shit. Poltergeist. We already. <laughs> this is answer right here. Three months earlier, Senator Duke had taken a picture of a cloudy image that he said was clearly a dog, an apparition that had been photographed repeatedly on the property and that Steve believes might be his own dog who died 10 years ago. I was able to capture this flying dog on film, as well as the frightening face of another ghost, possibly the old woman or burly man described by witnesses. Like most researchers who visited the Lee property, I experienced the unusual, unexplainable equipment problems and odd physical sensations. While Steve was showing Bill Gibbons and I a corner of the cellar that had been active lately, we all felt an uneasy, heavy presence pulling at us, although photographs taken of the area showed nothing unusual. This was quoted by Dennis William Hawk. Hawkman. When he went over to the property. Kinky. Hmm. Well, that was uh, an interesting... Series of events. They had some some believers and some non-believers come in. Uh, it's it is intriguing that several folks have all been experiencing the same shit. Although, it is very keyed on the paranormal, and is not so much the mysterious lights outside. The fucking dog, dude. Why is it always dogs? Dude, the dog uh, just wants to come back and say, "Hey, I'm still here. Love me." Dude, yeah. if, if belly scratches. If, if my dog Poppy came and fucking sat on the couch like he always does. I would love it. See? Give me Ghost Poppy. Hey, Schwan. I want Ghost Poppy on my couch. Normal Ghost Poppy. Hold up. <laughs> yeah. Not, yeah. not tenured, decrepit. Half. <laughs> yes. I want it's my. Not even recognizable. Half anymore. melted into the ground, Poppy. <laughs> I want my Poppy from five years ago. Looks exactly the same. Same attitude. No other kind of thing. On my couch. It you has have a hankering for yes. human flesh. That's all that's changed. That's all that's changed. No biggie. <laughs> Poppy, whoa, whoa. Not there, Poppy. Whoa, whoa. I didn't put peanut butter yeah, there. <laughs> put the peanut butter away. Wait, I said same. <laughs> uh, oh, exactly. <laughs> paranormal investigators have identified a kind of paranormal alchemy that produces fundamental changes in the personalities of experiencers, whether the events center around apparitions, UFOs, sacred energy vortexes, mystical states, or near-death visions. In all genuine cases, the experiencer undergoes a threefold process of transformation that begins with the fiery destruction of personal ego and material concerns. This conflagration of ego can only be quenched by surrendering to the dissolving waters of the subconscious mind and integrating the paranormal viewpoint through non-rational processes such as Visualizations and dreams. Fuck, dude, that's like sounds like you're my doing. every night. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> shit. Finally, the purified essence of the personality surface in the belief system of the individual is completely overhauled to accept and live with the reality of another unexpected side to our existence. Sometimes paranormal events can even be prompted by those loss of ego, as in the blurring of personal identity that takes place in deep meditation or with mind-altering drugs. Though, it can be forced on people by circumstances such as illness, isolation, or withdrawal. In many instances, the breakthrough event is perceived in negative terms because it blows away the values of everyday life and challenges our basic assumptions. Depending on their belief systems, experiencers want the paranormal events to have a specific explanation and end up blaming themselves like aliens, 
devils, witches, occult groups, religious cults, or secret government agencies. CSI, I'm looking at you. Was this like a warning system to like what not to do when you're high on mushrooms? Uh, sounds that just like sounded strange as shit. The dissolving like waters. That's why you saw shadow people at the concert. Yeah, for Jesus Christ, what the fuck was that? I want to believe in aliens, so I agree with all this. Yeah, I really do too. Especially after watching Nope, I just really want it to be real. Yes. In Steve Lee's case, it was the latter. I truly think the U.S. government has a hand in this, he told a television reporter. I don't think any individual could get away with this for this period of time without getting caught. Government does testing out here that has military implications. Hmm. Steve was convinced that the government... <laughs> Guess he's from Texas. NORAD. Lives in Colorado, Now he's Louisiana. Oh. Oh, he's a, he's a foreigner. <laughs> what? <laughs> Steve was convinced that the government was using his family as human guinea pigs to test laser holograms <laughs> and it. biological weapons for psychic warfare. Enhance. Mm, <laughs> you are from Louisiana. <laughs> <laughs> See, I knew the joke would go somewhere. He saw figures in military fatigues carrying assault rifles on his property and spent hours trying to photograph them. I'm sorry. I should well, be laughing. I really well, should not be laughing. That's strange. <laughs> that's what he said. The military is about to shoot this man. In fact, one of his neighbors obtained a restraining order to keep him from taking any more pictures across property lines. Steve accused government agents of cutting off the electricity to his home whenever he was vacant so they could enter it without being detected. He also accused them of spraying chemicals in his van and truck that left him deathly ill. He believed the secret agents even followed him when he visited his mother-in-law's ranch in Gunnison, Colorado, or his father's home in Louisiana. Does this motherfucker live in a Faraday cage? Good <laughs> lord. Fun fact, Gunnison, Colorado is actually really haunted. I believe it, but like, dude, does this guy walk around with a fucking metal hat on? Yeah, he's, he's concerned for <laughs> his life. lord. Teaser. Limited investigation uncovered no direct evidence of government surveillance, though it would certainly not surprise me if certain government agencies took a covert interest in this case. Actually, Steve's explanations seem to fit the facts as well as any other theory. However, as the unexplainable events continue to evolve, Steve eventually incorporated the reality into his own worldview and is learning to live with it. The same is true of Beth and the children. What has changed most over the last five years is not the Black Forest's mysterious vortex of otherworldly energy, but the least definition of what is normal for them. It would scare other people, notes Steve, but it doesn't scare us. It's kind of a normal way of life now. It's not normal. Uh, let, let's talk about how all of these fucking stories that we hear, people just come become accustomed to it. You have to. Yeah, especially like some of the uh, people that we talk to, they... They learn to live with it. But even psychics, right? Yeah, but varying though, because there are some people where the activity in their house is so much, they can't handle it and it's, they're gone. Ah, oh, fuck it. Hey, my living room is rearranged, right? Everything's upside down? No, you have books being thrown, you have books being thrown at your fucking head daily. Hey, hand eye coordination, baby. Reflexes. He just you wants build to get those reps in. You build them. Get that coming sweaty. Coming from the man who wants to put a fucking Ouija board in his attic. No, you really in your you attic. Are. No. You yes. have stated several times your attic. 
We are not changing the topic to my attic. Oh, we, we you know what? Good. I don't even have an attic, so fuck you. Yeah, let's crawl space. Let's go, I don't have a crawl space. No. Yes, you do. Let's, no. let's yes, you do. I live in a fucking yes, box. Do. No, you. It's a yes. cardboard box out by the river. That, that was very. <laughs> if you're lucky, you can live by a van down the river in today's society. Go yeah. listen to episode one. He does state that he lives in a box. It's true. All right. Let's Black move on. Forest. Yeah. What did you guys think about? Oh the yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Black uh, Forest. Yeah, what do you yeah. feel? Um, I just love it. It's in our backyard, and I'm intrigued to go see it. I love how paranormal—not even paranormal—it is the more fucking alien, weird conspiracy theory. It is. I love it. I love it. I need more. I think aliens, hundred percent. I think this dude is smoking some crack and he's seeing some shit. But it's giving me Skinwalker Ranch vibes. Just and I am one hundred percent. I might be a skeptic about everything else, but I am one hundred percent rooting for Skinwalker Ranch. Yeah, I think I think uh, you have a lot of government stuff going on in Colorado Springs, and I could see aliens being a part of that. Like they want to fucking know what the fuck we're doing, what's going on. Yeah, I don't uh, know why we didn't just invade Area Fifty One like everyone else wanted to. Pussies, I know. Hey, hey, if you weren't there with uh, with us three on that night, then fuck you. Yeah, I wasn't there. <laughs> there either apparently. Come on, we gotta make it perceive. I know, I know, but I wasn't shh, there. Shh, oh, we're part of it. Yeah, 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 yeah. N- Naruto run into the fucking <laughs> and laugh about it as we don't do anything. <laughs> uh, but yeah, like I could see aliens visiting here if if everything we know about aliens is true and there's radiation coming off of their fucking UFOs, then I could see this dude getting a little fucking crazy and family. Don't lick your lead-based paint walls. That is true, too. (laughs) Asbestos. Asbestos is real. Everything that we cover is just because of asbestos. Mesophilioma is a real thing. Be careful. If you or your family has been affected by mesophilioma, you might be entitled to a financial lawsuit. Call 1-800-ANALYSE. Okay. Moving on. I can't believe you missed it. I know. (laughs) Annalise? Yes. Michelle? Michelle? But she, you think she licked lead-based paint walls? Uh, we made the joke about mesophilioma, and <laughs> I don't remember. How high were you? <laughs> I remember us talking about mesophilioma with Mitchell. Oh my Kale. Mikael. Anyway. Moving on to the Freetown State Forest. <laughs> well, that was a crazy story about the uh, Black Forest in Colorado. But let's hear about this crazy story in the Freetown State Forest. As more stories come out that focus on that part of the state, the more people will turn their heads to what is happening there and how the history of this rural town is both a black mark on who we are and a warning from what actions might bring about. Freetown has a higher than the average number of hauntings. Most are of the harmless variety. For example, there is a rumor of a ghost that haunts the police station there. It seems a dispatcher died on duty while working the night shift. Although she was the main lifeline of the building at the night, her presence was not missed until the morning. Police on duty patrolling the streets and driving around just assumed it was a slow night. How fucked is that? Your your house is burning down. The dispatcher's dead, and, and the police are just like, do, 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 do. it's slow. <laughs> What's really fucked is I'm. Where the fuck is Freetown State Forest? Right, crime never sleeps in my town. Freetown, the Freetown. You've never heard of Freetown? Never heard of Freetown. No. I'm pretty sure there's like no. 17 Freetowns. Yeah, 
It's like a very American thing. Tell you to what, do. my town is very free. That's something. If Oscar was writing a fiction novel and he's like, I need to name this American town Freetown. Freedom. America. Freedom. Fuck yeah. America. America. Fuck yeah. Living in the motherfucking US of A. So, Freetown State Forest is in Massachusetts. I oh, can't say the fucking word. <laughs> in Freetown State Forest, it is located in Massachusetts. Yes, it is, Chase. So the police were on duty patrolling the streets, and they just thought it was a slow night. So they arrived hours later at shift change to find her body. Since then, several officers have come forward with descriptions of a cloudy figure walking through the office. While there is no further description of the ghost, it did not appear until after the dispatcher's death and most of the officers attributed it to her. Hmm. Interesting. Correlation. Classic. Classic haunting. Correlation. So that's that's some fine police work right there. Fuck yeah, it is. Good thing that you know what's funny. Police don't believe you when your house is haunted, but if their fucking house is haunted, oh yeah, yeah they believe it now. Oh fuck yeah, it's her. The real hauntings of the town are generated from the state forest there, the largest in the state. The forest is over five thousand four hundred and forty-one acres. It's around fifteen square miles, and lies in the town of a little more than thirty square miles with only ten thousand citizens. Quaint. How quaint. The majority is dedicated to a forest reserve and the Wampanoag Reservation, which has open tribal meetings and acts as a meeting ground of different tribes. It seems to attract negative energy from other parts of the state and draw it in, becoming the lightning rod for cults in the area and a symbol of tension between current residents and the natives that once lived there. In 1978, one day before he was set to get married, 32-year-old James Cater kidnapped 15-year-old Mary Lou Aruda and eventually killed her. Her body was found bound to a tree. In 1983, a newborn baby was found dumped in a trash can at a rest stop along the highway that borders the forest. In 1987, a drifter from a nearby town was found dead in the forest. In 1988, two men were shot multiple times and killed during a dispute over a girl, and a body was dug up from one of the cemeteries nearby. In 1998, a boy was found naked and beaten, and there were several mutilated cows found that were linked by local police to a cult. Jesus, is this the fucking death's dumping grounds? This is what it's sounding like. This is great, you know? Perhaps the most famous case involving the forest revolved around a local pimp and the killing of several local prostitutes. In the late 70s and early 80s, Carl Drew ran his business out of Fall River and was implicated in the murder of at least three women under him. Yo, bitch, you want to make some real money? You want to make some real fucking money. Come, what? I was literally just about to say, this sounds like the fucking mob's killing grounds. Like, they're not going to put cement boots in because you're just going to kill you in the forest. <laughs> Very possible. One of the victims was dumped in the forest, and the initial investigation pointed to more cult activity. Several witnesses stepped forward saying Drew was the leader of a satanic cult and that the killings has been part of his need for human sacrifice. Could you imagine being the police group out there and getting a phone call on this? Be like, well, I think we found another body in there. And they're like, God damn it again. 
fucking drew. Can you imagine the paperwork for this shit? Fuck God you. Goddamn paperwork. They also said that they had witnessed black masses in the forest led by Drew. He was eventually found guilty and still remains in jail. In recent months, his case has been reopened and the witnesses against him claimed they had been forced by the police to testify against him and that no satanic activity had ever happened. People have different reasons why the town may attract the evil it does. Many believe it has much to do with the Bridgewater Triangle and the odd energy it seems to draw to it. Law enforcement says it has to do with more of the town's location. They feel its distance to several larger towns and cities. The fact it is surrounded by major highways and its relative isolation makes it an easy target. Crimes are committed in other towns and the evidence is dumped in Freetown, or people wanting to stay away from law enforcement find their way into the forest to get done what they need to get done. The Native Americans in the area have another explanation. Freetown was purchased in 1659 from the Indian tribe and became a town in 1683. The Native Americans in the area already believed the land highly was highly sacred, and the Wamita, who sold the land, might not have had the backing of the tribe. Although the evil energy there seems to date back further than the purchase of the property, this seems to mark the transfer of the curse to the settlers and off of the tribe. Many feel the events of the area have turned the once gentle spirit violent, attracting evil to it, and in return being fed by the evil. Psychics who have visited the area and Native American both feel that horrible crimes and hauntings will not stop until the tribe is given back their land. Whatever the cause, the Freetown State Forest is home to more than cults and unsolved murders. There are paths through part of the forest that are large enough for a car, but people have learned not to drive them at night. Why is that, Hunter? Does it become a ghost, a ghost Camaro? <laughs> Possibly. Possibly. Anything's possible in ghost land. One person traveling through kept seeing glimpse outside the window as he winded through the forest. Speeding up, he saw a dark figure step out of the forest and keep up with his car with little effort, then disappear. Is that the ghost jogger off of Riverdale Road? That dude can freaking run. Other cars have been known to break down or even have their lights mysteriously go out. Bad batteries. Possibly. Possibly. One group of people was walking the road, joking and having fun, and saw a person walking towards them. They ran back to the car and saw an old woman coming straight for them like a zombie. She was covered in dirt, like she had been buried, and walked up to the car and tried to to reach in. Now, are we talking like Dawn of the Dead zombies, or are we talking like Walking Dead zombies? Two uh, major difference here. One's a sprinter, one's a shambler. I think if I got a shambler, shambler coming, I'm like, that. well, that's strange. But if it's Dawn of the Dead zombie coming at me, I'm terrified. I'm terrified. What about World War Z zombie? That's oh, the worst of them all. Yeah. You off yourself off. Yeah. Yeah. They're, you're like, they're fucking yeah, built. Done. Yeah. They are built. At least they like bite you and leave you alone. They don't like eat you entirely. They just infect you. It's just like a virus thing. But fuck, do they run fast? Oh, or when they're I, trying might... to get on the airplane. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That might like be kind of fun, though. I mean, to be like a hyper 
hybrid. A, yeah, hyper aggressive, like high agility zombie. Just jumping around <laughs> and shit. Yeah. Reminds me of like Halo 2 back in the day when we were trying to reach those high places. Energy sword to the back. Exactly. <laughs> you got it. Another area of high activity in the forest is an area known as the ledge. The forest has been a site of many suicides over the year, but the ledge is the area most favored. One man killed himself in front of his girlfriend, although he had shown no signs of depression or anxiety before entering the forest. Others have explained sudden feelings of guilt, like a black cloud coming over them as they approached it. One man was out fishing with some friend in the pond below the ledge, witnessed six or seven people coming straight down the ledge towards them. They disappeared and then reappeared in different places in the rock until the fishers ran back to their truck nearby. The people were no longer there and would not have been able to make it down the rock or return back to the top without being seen. What do you think about the Freetown State Forest? Mafia dumping grounds, which happen to have some bad spirits. Yeah, it, it literally sounds like uh, this is where people go to die. Yeah. Well, talking about places where people go to die, Hunter, you want to introduce our next forest? Yes, yeah, it's probably one of the most famous forests of them all. All right, let's get into the creepy confines of Japan's suicide forest, Aokigara. Aokigara Forest has always haunted the poetic imagination. Long ago, it was said to be the home of the Yurai. The Yuri? Is it Yuri or Yuri? I think it's Yuri. I think we always got it. I think it's Yuri. Yuri. Yeah. yeah. The Japanese ghosts, which are like basic, I mean, ghosts, they're like demons. They're like more like Japanese demons. Yeah, so. It's like in DVD. Have you seen him in DVD? Have you seen the Yuri in DVD? Or maybe he's a Yokohara or something. It's he in holds DVD? a- DVD? Yeah, in Dead by Daylight. He, yeah, and I know. I, no shit. DVD. <laughs> he has like a big mallet. I don't know if that's the same one. I'll have to look that up. But huh. yeah, creepy nonetheless. Now, it's the final resting place of as many as 100 suicide victims every year. At the, at the foot of Mount Fuji, the highest mountain peak in Japan, sprawls a 30-square-kilometer forest called Aokigara. For many years, the shadowy woodland was known as the Sea of Trees. But in recent decades, it has taken on a new name, Suicide Forest. For some visitors... Aokigara is a place that's unbridled beauty and serenity. Hikers look for a challenge that can wade through the dense thickets of trees, knotted roots, and rocky ground to access amazing views of Mount Fuji. School children sometimes visit on field trips to explore the region's famous ice caves. I did not know any of this. Oh, this is this is like a little fucking History Channel thing. I got I like you. Yeah. You know what? The Epping Forest History Channel? Not so great. This History Channel? Hey, fuck you. Thumbs up. For real though, guys, would you actually go into this forest? Yes. Broad day. Oh, absolutely. So yes. it's terrifying to me. I don't know if I have the courage to do that. It is also, however, a little eerie. The trees have grown so closely together that visitors will spend much of their time in semi-darkness. The gloom is revealed only by the occasional stream of sunlight from gaps in the treetops. What most people who come to Japan's suicide forest say they remember is the silence. Beneath fallen branches and decaying leaves, the forest floor is made of volcanic rock, cooled lava from Mount Fuji's massive 864 eruptions. The stone is hard and porous, full of tiny homes that eat the noise. <laughs> hard porous. How the fuck do you write this? Tiny homes, baby. <laughs> tiny homes. Tiny homes come and eat your life. <laughs> oh, God. In the stillness, visitors say every breath sounds like a roar. 
It's a quiet, solemn place and is seen its share of quiet, solemn people. Though reports have been deliberately obfuscated in recent years, it is estimated that as many as 100 people take their own life in Suicide Forest every year. That is so, so sad. Real quick before you go further, have you guys seen the one room that's like the quieted, quietest place on yeah, earth? Yeah, yeah. It's like a sleep deprivation, like, like a sensory deprivation tank, but it's a room. Like, hmm. like a sound I have not. Room. Yes, and people say they go in there and they, they start to hear stuff because they're so used to being around like no matter what if you think it's quiet you're still hearing things no matter what and uh they say when you get into a room that's full of just straight like silence actual silence that your ears start to like get the humming noise in it yeah and they start to hallucinate because it's so freaking quiet so my my idea for the suicide one is people go in there and they're not used to such silence and it puts dark thoughts in their head the practice itself may be more fiction than fact. Many scholars dispute the fact that sinicide was ever common in Japanese culture. But accounts of yubasute, yubasute? Yeah, that sounds good. Yeah. I'd yeah. say you killed it. Have made their way into Japanese folklore and poultry. 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 <laughs> Chicken. Chicken. What outrage. I hope you keep that. I'm sorry. The word was supposed to be poetry, not poultry. <laughs> and from where they attached themselves to silent, eerie suicide forest. At first, the Yure, I really think it's Yure. Yuri? Yuri. 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 I'm going to ask this of you, Adrian. From now on, when you see a confusing word, please add the pronunciation. Oh my yeah. gosh. You know how long that fucking thing? You know how long it takes me to edit, motherfucker? <laughs> <laughs> I can help you with that, Adrian, as preparation. I ask you guys to go through the notes. I haven't done it lately. I'm sorry. That's fair. He does. At first, the Yuri, or ghost, visitors claimed they saw in Akagara were presumed to be the vengeful spirits of the old who had been abandoned to starvation and the mercy of the elements. But all that was beginning to change in the 1960s when the forest's long, tangled history with a suicide began. Today, the forest phantoms are said to belong to the sad and miserable, the thousands who come to the forest to take their life. It's okay, so this wasn't always suicide forest. No. Did not know that. Did not know that. That's spooky. Why, during the time of supposed psychedelic intervention and, you know, spiritualism and growth and free love, did people decide to start killing themselves in forests? I'm telling you, it's, it's all linked to the poetry. Very interesting. The poultry? <laughs> poultry. <laughs> Chicken and cow? Many believe a book is to blame for the reinsurgence and forest macabre popularity. In 1960s, Secho Matsumoto published his famous novel, Kiroi Jakai, often translated as The Black Sea of Trees, in which the story's lovers commit suicide in Akagara Forest. It's kind of like our Ro- Romeo and Juliet. Japanese Romeo and Juliet. Yeah. Hmm, okay. So pop culture is to blame here so far. Interesting. Facebook's the worst. Social media must die. <laughs> Yet as early as the 1950s, tourists were beginning to report encountering decomposing bodies in Akagara, which brought the brokenheartedness to the forest in the first place may remain a mystery. But its reputation in the present as Japan's suicide forest is both deserved and undeniable. 
Since the early 1970s, a small army of police, volunteers, and journalists have annually scoured the area in search of bodies. They almost never leave empty-handed. That is grimacing. Wow. The body count has significantly increased in recent years, reaching a peak in 2004 when 108 bodies in various states of de decay were discovered from the forest, and that the only accounts for the body searchers managed to find. Many more have disappeared under the tree's winding, gnarled roots, and others have been carried away and consumed by animals. They probably haven't even found... That's probably, that number's probably triple. Yeah. I mean, if it's really as dense as they claim it is. Wow. I kind of want to see it. I'm not, I'm not, not going to lie. It's, very, it's probably beautiful. It's probably beautiful. Akagara seems more suicides than any location in the world. The only exception is the Golden Gate Bridge. Did not know that either. What? Yeah, you didn't know that? No. Golden Gate Bridge, suicides like crazy. People in, just jump off. In San Francisco? Yes. Holy shit. Oh my God, that's common knowledge, guys. What do they do? Like fucking concrete boots or they just jump in no, the water? They, yeah. The, like head first? Yeah. The fall is just so great that, it, that it, your body just fucking dies. Pretty high up. Really? Yeah. Because wow. the water turns into cement. Oh, I know that, but it's like, even the Golden Gate Bridge is that tall? I yeah. think it's huge. Yeah. Wow. I have not seen it. That the forest is becoming the final resting place of so many is no secret. Authorities have placed signs emblazoned with warnings like, please reconsider and think carefully about your children, your family, at the entrance. How fucked is that? That's pretty sad. I've seen pictures of the, the uh, warnings and they, I mean, it's like as big as a billboard it's huge that's that's pretty sad they had to go to that extent and it goes further in the forest too i think some some parts of it they'll like hey turn around think back uh patrols regularly scout the area hoping to gently redirect visitors who look like they might not be planning a return trip which is like when they pack tents they sometimes they, they they stay out there and they don't decide they're not decided about killing themselves yet no. they actually camp out there and then kill themselves hmm. or yes. get eaten by a bear they're there's actually like many accounts of them like they have a campsite right next to it. Interesting. There's also a scary movie about it that's actually pretty twisted because it it basically goes into hell. Like the forest is hell. Hmm. So there's like a loophole. It's scary. Okay, in 2010, 247 people attempted suicide in the forest. 54 completed. In general, hanging is the most common cause of death. With drug overdose is a close second. Numbers for recent years are unavailable. Japanese government, fearing that the totals were encouraging others to follow in the footsteps of the deceased, stopped releasing the numbers. Wow. Eerie. See, it's it's hard not to think that it's paranormal, and not because people are committing suicide, but for the people that have committed suicide, there has to be some sense of not leaving this earth. Yeah, they're, they're, their business is not done. However, though, when you commit suicide, in my eyes, you're completing your business on earth. But the campsite thing is what's getting me. Yeah, it's so it's, take a I'll show you some pictures. It's, so the thing that gets me about that is like I can see you as an individual in this forest, knowing what it's known for, uh, going out there and maybe you're considering it. But the sheer fact alone that it's so deathly silent out there, and just the density of the forest that I, I feel like it attributes to them wanting to finalize the act. You're absolutely right. Now, now you know why I brought it up. <laughs> it's it's eerie. It's a thick forest. It's not like our forest here in Colorado. It's very hmm. yeah, very eerie. And they'll find them mangled. You know, they'll just find. You'll walk across one, and there'll be a note. People will leave notes in the tents, 
And it, it's sobering. It's it's very sobering. It's very sad. And then the, there was one I've heard where they found the mangled tent, like a bear had went through it, and it was a note saying, like, forgive me, Mom and Dad. She's like 16. And they looked to her their right, and there she was. She was, like, just 10 paces down, hanging from a tree. Wow. Fucking twisted shit. I mean, of all the forests we probably did on this series, this is the one that really chills me to the bone. It, 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 it there's so much me. sadness yeah. there. There's so much sadness, and it's just getting more popular. Yeah. Huh. Well, this concludes our Haunted Forest. What a series. What a three-parter. Did you guys enjoy it? Yes. So out of the 11 forests. Isla de las Mujeres. So Island of Dolls. Out of the 11 forests we talked about. Yes. Island of the Dolls is yours, yours. That girl that the gentleman had found was La Llorona's kid. And that's why he's getting haunted. And all those dolls are possessed from the children that die from other mothers that don't want those kids. Hmm. Sad. Okay. What's yours, Chase? Um, well, what are we? What are we specifying? Like creepiest, scariest? Your favorite one? Yeah, your most one. intriguing. My favorite one is definitely the Suicide Forest. Yeah, that's my number one too. Yeah, close second though, Black Forest. Yeah, Black Forest in Colorado, Skinwalker Black... Ranch. Yeah, the Black Vortex. That's pretty fun. I I think if anything, it just gives me more reason to go down and like check it out or just camp out. Go yeah. to the property. Yeah. I'm definitely down to, to go down to Black Okay, Forest. okay. Least favorite. Epping Forest. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Unanimous. <laughs> Slap her down. Yeah. Thanks for that Attenborough special, by the way. I had my, had my ass laughing all night long when I was editing that shit. I was like, we couldn't even compose ourselves. No. <laughs> Anything for you. Well, if you guys are enjoying what we're doing and we're providing this uh, nice little free service for you, go check out our Instagram and see some of our amazing TikToks or posts and uh, see what we're doing, what we're up to on a weekly basis, and uh, maybe even some sneak peeks at Stuck in This Purgatory. Uh, There's also an awesome link tree for any podcast listening streams that you want to use other than Spotify, so go ahead, click there, look at our Patreon, and uh, support us any way possible. Thank you. I hope you guys are still enjoying the content. Like I said early in the episode, please make sure to listen next week. We got an amazing guest coming on. Uh, he is super knowledgeable, and uh, I think everybody can learn a little bit from him. So make sure you listen to that episode, and uh, we love you guys. Thank you so much. You know, if you made it this far, because I do wonder how many people listen to the end. I think the, some of our best nuggets are at the end, you know? If, if they listen to the end, they get the reward. You know, it's like that end post, post-credit scene in a movie or the movie theater. Like, like, like Avengers. I, yeah. I got to say, last episode's one, money. Fucking yes. money. Yes. So you know if Fuck you make t- it, tits on a board. Tits on a board. If you make it this far, then you know we we appreciate you extra. You get extra gold stars this week, and we're just so glad you're here. The one to ask I have, please consider giving us a rating. We are cranking up that five star rating, and it feels good. So just keep it going. We appreciate you, and you're walking through some forests, and you're doing some creepy shit, and you find a little vortex hole. It might be the gateway to purgatory, so don't get stuck in there.